Hi and welcome to the Chad Show podcast. I'm Chad, your host. We are going to listen to a special program right now. I hope you are blessed by these programs. You can find me on your favorite podcast platform. You can find access to them to these podcasts on Google Podcasts, the Anchor app, Spotify, and on YouTube. I will link each in the description box below. All you need to do is to type in the search bar of Google and type in the Chat Show Podcast. Alright, now let's go to the podcast and I'll see you there. Aloha. Welcome to the Seventh-day Adventist Church online service podcast from the Chad Show podcast. Some of the announcements that we have, Tuesday carry with dinner is the last Tuesday of each month. Registration is open for the Kalama Iki School, so go to www.kalamaiki.org. Also introducing Keiki Kala Jar. Kids starting January 8th can take a guess at how much money is in a jar. Canned food items are always accepted. Look for the blue box in the back of the sanctuary. Food pickup available today in the Milner Chow. Masks are not required while outdoors, but please do wear masks while moving around inside the sanctuary. You can move, remove them when you sit down. Upcoming sermons today, Moses, Savior from the water. And on the 15th, Moses 2.0. Kids can remember to pick up their word search in the back of the church. Bring your finished search after church for a prize. Wonderful to have you here with us. After the service, stop by the Lanai and pick up an aloha gift from the church if you are a visitor. Keiki Choir Practice 
is today at 1.30 in the sanctuary. Tithe and offering can be done online. Offerings will be going to Religious Liberty. And remember local budget and sanctuary improvement funds. Church business meeting is going to be this January 6th, uh, 6.30. And the subject will be about church renovation. Drive-in movie night. Join us Tuesday, January at 6.30 for fundraisers. And also, you can buy things on the Lanai. You can check out the announcements here on YouTube at the Honolulu SDA YouTube site. Go ahead and search for that in your search bar. Thank you once again for stopping by the Honolulu Central online podcast by the Chad Show Podcast. Once again, have a happy Sabbath and enjoy the program. Happy Sabbath and aloha. Welcome to the Honolulu Central Seventh-day Adventist Church. We're glad you are here today. If you are visiting with us for the first time or the first time in a long time, we invite you once church is over to go out through those main doors there in the back and we will have a very special gift just for you. That's if you're visiting with us for the first time or first time in a long time. Kids, you guys know some of the deal today. <clears throat> you know all about the word search, don't you? However, so, so for those of you who don't know, if you're visiting or if kids, if it's your first time here, we have a word search there in the back on the tables in the back of the church. Get that word search, find all those words, and after church is over, you can come back and... Uh, They'll have a prize for you there in the back of the church. Now, in the month of January, are you listening to me, kids? This is important. In the month of January, there is a money jar out where the greeters are. And you can guess each Sabbath that you're here, you can guess how many coins are in that jar. And there will be different prizes that we will hand out in February to you if you are one of the closest to guessing those different categories. Uh, and for the grand prize, you get to take the money jar home with you. A as it is right now, not like, I'm not gonna empty it first or anything, okay? Um, so, kids, make sure that you, that you take each opportunity to do that. You can do that after church, you don't have to run out there now. You can, you can do that a little later. Um, and then also, kids, today after church at 1.30 is our next children's choir practice. So, kids, 1.30, make sure that you are up here for our children's choir practice. A um, couple other things going on. Tuesday nights, we have our drive-in movie night. This week is Soul Surfer uh, from right here in Hawaii. That story comes about a young lady that loses her arm in a shark attack. Um, so make, make sure you're here 6.30 on Tuesday, each Tuesday of January. 
Uh, also on the 22nd, in case you haven't heard, we are going to be remodeling our sanctuary in 2022. All right. Um, so we have a business meeting on January 22nd to kind of show you some of our plans and talk about that a little bit. So make sure you're here for that. Also outside, when you go out and you go kind of in the breezeway, you'll see several sheets of paper. That's our flower chart. So if you would like to provide the flowers for church, you see the beautiful flowers here. If you'd like to provide those, um, just sign up on that chart. Maybe you have a special event, an anniversary, a birthday, something like that. Uh, go ahead and feel free to sign up there um, to help with that. Uh, okay. Um, and I also want to remind you, today's offering is for religious liberty. It's a little earlier than usual. We're used to this offering being a little bit later in the month of January. Um, but just remember uh, religious liberty throughout this month um, as you fill out your, your offering envelope. Um, now, also, uh, during our service today, just so you're ready, we have two people who are going to be joining our church through profession of faith. So we are looking forward to that, and just so you are you are aware and ready. And now we want to invite our praise team to come on up. Uh, we look forward each Sabbath to being able to worship together and uh, to be able to sing and to praise uh, and to hear a spoken word. And so we want to invite our praise team up and uh, lead us out in a time of praise and worship. Good morning, happy Sabbath, everybody. So it's it's a privilege that we can uh, we can sing together, we can express ourselves through uh, through through singing uh, with our hearts. And the, the song we're going to sing, we invite you to sing with us if you're if you're up and able for it. is is a song of prayer, it's a song of prayer to, to not just understand more about God, not just to study more about God, but to to see more of God um, with our hearts. Um, in our minds uh, to see God in everything and everyone around us in ways to experience his love as well as express it. So we invite you to sing with us, Open the Eyes of My Heart. Sing together, Open the Eyes. Open the Eyes of My Heart, Lord. In my heart, I want to see. I want to see. Open the eyes. Open the eyes of my heart.
Open the eyes of my heart. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. Let's sing that one more time. Open the eyes. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see as we sing this next song is what a beautiful name as we sing what a beautiful name it's, it's not the letters of j-e-s-u-s that we're singing about being so beautiful it's the personality and the character of god and so as we sing this song just like each of us have so many great and beautiful sides to our personalities to our characters imagine the one who created us and the, uh, the many beautiful aspects that we have to see and learn from our maker jesus Sing, you were the word. What a 
call to worship this morning comes from Exodus chapter 15, following the miraculous saving of the children of Israel from Pharaoh and his armies. It says, Then Moses and the people of Israel sang this song to the Lord, saying, I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider he has thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. This is my God, and I will praise him. My Father's God, I will exalt him. As we continue to sing our praises to God, I want to invite you to stand as we sing our opening hymn, number 343, I Will Sing of My Redeemer, hymn 343. Please stand. Gracious Father in heaven, today we will sing of you. We will sing because you are our creator, because you are our savior, our redeemer, our friend, our soon coming Lord. And Lord, as we worship you this morning and as we sing in praise, as we lift up our hearts, we ask simply for your presence, that your Holy Spirit would fill this building, that the love and the adoration and the praise that we express and we feel in our hearts would be raised and multiplied so that throughout this universe 
The praise that is expressed here today would be a sweet sound in your ears and to each one a witness that you are our King and our Savior. For in your name we lift it up. Amen. You may be seated. At this time we have two individuals who are wanting to uh, do what's called a profession of faith. Uh, and essentially what a profession of faith is, is when somebody has been baptized uh, and has not, has not changed their, uh, their expression of faith to God, but wants to join the Seventh-day Adventist Church, uh, this is the method by which we use uh, to have them join our, our faith. And so I want to ask uh, Jody Williams, Kenna Guggenan, Valdez, if you would come on up. Um. Now, by the way, just so you know, she does have some family, a grandmother, right, and uh, another relative, uncle, that, that were Seventh-day Adventists back in England. But you came to Honolulu, and you have a really neat story of how you got introduced to the Honolulu Central Church. If you would, just, just tell them this story. Oh, yeah. So, um, a couple of months ago, I came to Honolulu, and uh, I was on Big Island as a missionary. I came out here to uh, see if there was a mission base that I could join and continue working as a missionary. And one day I was just walking along uh, Waikiki and I bumped into uh, Robert and Alejandro. Um, those two were street preaching. So I was like, wow, these guys sound really cool. Like the word sounded, it was really sound when I was listening to them both preach back and forth. And it was amazing. And they, that same day, they were like, oh, why don't you come to youth night? And I was like, yeah, sure, okay, I'll come along. And it was great, like, uh, Pastor JR was preaching as well, and a few other, um, you know, youth pastors were there too. And uh, it was really good to just listen to them preach the word and seeing all the young people so fruitful gathering together in, like, one place. And I then attended every Friday at the Vespers, and it was fun, and I made some really good fellows there. We fellowship quite often and yeah now i feel like this is my church family home so i'm really happy that you all welcomed me here because uh, you guys are amazing you really like changed my life and uh, brought a new perspective to christian life and just seeing that the heart of god that you all have here it's just brought me so much peace and i'm so happy to have met all of you and thank you for walking with me on this journey i appreciate it so much all right i just As we were as we were going over some of the specific beliefs of the church and she was sharing with me her story i said you've, you've got to tell that 
just the, just walking down Waikiki and, and Robert and uh, and Alex are down there and I think there was somebody else there was a, somebody else right yeah Alex Alex was there as well okay all three of them and and she it was funny because she told me they said yeah they invited her to come up and I said so let me you just got in a car with a couple of guys <laughs> the life so, of a missionary that's what we do often <laughs> so. Uh, so we're really, we're really glad that you did and that uh, everything turned out well yeah. on that endeavor. Um, but just just so you guys know, there there are ministries that go on well beyond the walls of this church, and uh, and we're so glad that they do and, and glad that you found um, that you found uh, those guys. Hey, Kenna, tell us. A little, I know you you've had your Christian journey has been long, um, but tell yes. us a little bit about how how you came to Hana. I know you've been here for quite a while, so. Most, a lot of people here know you, but go ahead and tell us your story. Um, so for me, I grew up in church and learned not, we have never learned about the Sabbath or what the Sabbath means or to enter his rest. And uh, I was going to this young adult Bible study. That's where I met um, Nicholas Rosé, or Nicky, many of you know him. And we started studying about the Sabbath and what it meant um, in the Bible and what the Bible said about it and God's word. It was pretty evident at the time, you know, just studying it and seeing it. It was very plain in my eyes, which um, thankful to the Holy Spirit's working. And struggled with it for a few months, you know, leaving my parents' church and made the decision to come over here. And everyone was immediately welcoming. Met Pastor JR, Pastor Sager right away. Um, started coming to Sabbath school right over here in the front. Um, Uncle Bob and Richie and Uncle Sean, um, you guys really need that one. And so they played a big part in right in the beginning, um, just learning the different beliefs and of, of the church and the Adventist faith. And um, yeah, I also met my wife here, Anosi. <laughs> so just all the ways that God has worked and used the people around um, to strengthen my faith and my walk. It's, it's been a huge blessing. So, uh, yeah, thank you guys. All right. How, how you met your wife? We should make a TV show out of that or something. So we met at Sabbath school. <laughs> right over there. Is, is, isn't yeah. that an actual TV show, though, How I Met My Wife? No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Well, I'm going to have uh, Pastor JR come on, come on up here and... Uh, now, so what we're going to do is, I'm going to I'm going to assume for purposes of formality that we have a motion and a second to accept them in the membership. But if you would like to be a, give them a formal welcome, get your shakas ready, put your shakas up, and just give them a wave of welcome to our to our congregation. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna give you guys. give you guys a uh, we give you a, a lay already to welcome you but we want to give you a certificate and this is uh, an Andrew's study bible that is new king james version but it has in it uh some, some notes a little bit of depth to, to, to your, your study so congratulations and welcome to Honolulu central ohana
Boys and girls, I was seven years old. How many here are seven? Anybody? Oh, we got seven. I was seven years old, and we lived in a little shack of a house with my mother and my two younger brothers. And one day she said, Ronnie, well, my name is Ron now. Ronnie, will you go to the store for me? I need a loaf of bread and a quart of milk. And she handed me something. Whoa, where'd it go? She handed me something. You know what it is? Money. It's a dollar bill. And we were very, very poor. In fact, all the clothes that I wore, somebody else had worn before me. And in our house, we had one faucet, and it was cold water. That's how poor we were. And Mommy said to me, Ronnie, I want you to go to the store and keep that money. Don't lose it. And so I stuck it in my pocket and I went out our dirt driveway across the road, through the neighbor's yard, across a stream of water to the little bridge that we went over, through an open field to another street, walked down the street, across the street, and I went into the store. And I went to the back of the store and you know what I found back there? Oh my. We don't have it nowadays, at least I couldn't find it. And that was a quart of milk, but it was in a glass container. Some of your parents or grandparents may know what it's on talking about. And on the top of it was cream and milk on the bottom. You could shake it up and the cream was mixed with the milk. And then I went and I got a loaf of bread. And I went up to the counter to pay the man at the cashier. And I set the food, milk, and bread down, and I reached into my pocket, and there was no money. The dollar bill, thank you. Here's my counter.
there was no money. And I reached into all my pockets and checked for that dollar bill, but it was not there. And then I discovered something. In that pocket was a hole. And that money was gone. Oh, I felt so bad. And so I told the gro that man at the counter there, that uh, grocery man, I said, I'm so sorry, but I don't have it. I guess I lost my money. So I went and took the bread, milk, and I put it back. And you know, as I was going back, back and forth, looking on the aisle, I was looking for that dollar bill. Couldn't find it. I went out of the store, across the street, up the street, went through that open field on that path, well-beaten path people had walked on. And I looked all over. I could not find that dollar bill. And then I crossed a little bridge, the stream, went through the neighbor's yard, dirt path, a road going up to our, our front door. But I didn't want to go in and tell mommy that I had lost that dollar bill. What was I going to do? I decided I'm going to go back and check again. So I walked down that dirt uh, driveway, across the street, through the neighbor's yard, across the stream of water, and I got halfway up that pathway through that open field, and then I remembered something. Something that my mother had told me. Something that my Sabbath school teacher had talked to us about. And I remember my first grade teacher saying, Ronnie and all the other students, you know what? You can pray to Jesus. He knows where that dollar bill is. And so right there in the middle of that field, on that pathway, I bowed my head and I said, dear Jesus, you know we don't have much money in our house. Mommy said not to lose it, but I found a hole in my pocket. But please help me find that dollar bill. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You know what? I opened my eyes and right there at my feet was a dollar bill. Oh, I was so excited. I grabbed that dollar bill and I ran all the way to the store. Good thing there weren't cars coming because I might have forgotten to look. I went and picked up my milk and I went and picked up my bread. And I took it up to the counter and I told the man at the grocery store, I said, Jesus, help me find that dollar bill. I was so excited about it. And so you know what he did? He put that in, where's my bag? Oh, here it is. He put that in a grocery bag like this. And I gave him the money. And you know how much milk? Bread cost at that time, 25 cents each, 25 cents. How much bread and, and he had the dollar bill milk cost at that time? And he gave me two time. quarters, 50 cents changed. I put that in my pocket that didn't have a hole in it. And then I grabbed that, that bag, I ran out, across the road, across the street, went through that field, across the bridge, up to the house, and I ran into the house. I said, Mommy, Mommy, guess what? I lost that dollar bill. And you know, Jesus helped me find it. Boys and girls, Jesus answers prayers. 
He answers prayers for children, and he answers prayers for older children. We just need to talk to him, ask him, and believe that he will. Dear Jesus, thank you so much for answered prayers. Thank you for these boys and girls and their love for you. I pray that they'll always look to you for answers in life. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Boys and girls, before you go, I have something for you. When you get one of these, just remember, Jesus answers prayer. They're getting a dollar bill. He is giving a dollar bill to every children. To every child. Don't forget your buckets, um, kids. Grab your buckets and go through the aisles. All the parents are waiting to drop all their hundred-dollar bills inside. Make sure somebody go by Tom. And this is going to help our children's education for our worthy student fund. Thank you. Come on, all the way over there where Uncle Sean is at. Somebody go down that side. Don't miss anybody. And let's give a big amen and hand applause for that beautiful story. special music happy Sabbath it's been about 500 years since I've been in this church and I want to say thank you so much for being welcomed back a lot has changed in my life. I became a mother. I have a three-year-old son. Um, it was quite an experience, uh, but I was blessed to become a mom. It was my last opportunity to do so. And God found me a child and found him a mom. So here we are. <laughs> so this song that I'm gonna sing for you is titled, Never Would Have Made It. And being that we're in a new year, we've probably all encountered so many incredible things, heartbreaking things and exciting things, especially with a pandemic and everything else that's going on in the world. So I feel like this is pretty fitting. So here we go. Never would have made it Never could have made it without you I would have lost it all 
But now I see how you were there for me and I never would have made it, never could have made it without you. I would have lost it all. But now I see how you were there for me and I'm, I'm stronger, I'm wiser, I'm better, so much better. When I look back over all you brought me through, I can see that you were the one I held. lost it all but now I see that you were there for me and I never 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 would have made it never could have made it without you I would have lost my mind long ago if not been for you the one I held on to and I'm stronger, I'm wiser, I'm better, so much better, oh Lord. I made it through every test and storm, and now that I can see, I'm no longer alone, oh Lord, I made it, never could have lost it all. Now I see you were there for me, Lord. I Father, we come before you this morning, and we are so grateful 
that we could be here in your house on your day. Lord, we pray that you would be with those that could not be here this Sabbath with us and joining our Ohana. We ask that you would just touch them and heal them. Pray that you would just fill this place and each of us with your Holy Spirit. Lord, that you would light our hearts on fire, that we would desire you above all other things. Pray that you would be with the pastor this morning as he brings us the message that you have laid upon his heart, that you would prepare us for that, that we would leave this place changed, looking towards you and desiring to be closer to you. In Jesus' name we pray. God is good all the time I was listening to Kenna how he met Anosi it was at Sabbath school because our Sabbath school on this side where um, Sean was teaching I think I was there that day when Sean said um, Kenna came with Nikki and Anosi was there and Sean is like he introduced all the new people you know welcome and say Kenna this is Anosi she's from Seattle Washington and then, you know, and then it goes on. But that's a good sign so all of you can come to Sabbath school. And Happy New Year for those that never come last Sabbath. Our scripture reading is from the book of Ephesians, chapter 3, verse 14 to 21. Ephesians, chapter 3, verse 14 to 21. And I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. This is Paul. When, when I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully then you will be made complete with all fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his word. Like the end of that scripture reading, glory be to him who can do more than we can ask or even imagine. So today I want to say perspective is a funny thing. When I was pastoring in Bryan College Station, I had a second church in the town of Waller. 
And one of the folks that attended there, he was the head insurance claims adjuster for the second largest agricultural insurance firm in the world. And he told me one day that an insurance claim had come across his desk. Now, he only saw the ones that were like the most, uh, whatever you would call it, the most uh, contested or the most outlandish. And he said it was an Amish farmer who was requesting, uh, claiming a million dollar loss because his horse had been killed. And he said he wanted a million dollars for this horse. And this was the rationale. He said, the horse is my tractor. And tractors are selling for three quarters of a million dollars. And then the horse also sometimes is, uh, we hook him up to the buggy, and sometimes he is our car, he's our transportation. And he had this whole list of things that the horse was and how that came out to a million dollars. Well, I think they offered him, I think they offered him <laughs> a thousand um, instead of a million uh, to replace the horse. But you see, it's all a matter of perspective. To the, to the Amish farmer, the horse was worth a million dollars. To the insurance claims adjuster, he was worth a thousand. Perspective is a funny thing. And as we look at our second sermon from the book, uh, from the life of Moses, the ministry of Moses in the book of Exodus, I want us to remember that, that perspective is a very interesting thing. Exodus chapter one, of course, last week, the people of Israel have stayed in the land of Egypt. They've stayed in Goshen, perhaps a little bit longer than they should have. And a new Pharaoh arises and rather than, rather than taking the time to get to know the people in the land, he just decides, you know, those, a lot of those Israelites, I think they could be trouble. Let's enslave them. So that's what he does. Well, of course, the children of Israel continue to be blessed. They continue to grow. Their numbers continue to increase. They become stronger and stronger. And now Pharaoh realizes he has a real problem. So he does something really interesting in Exodus chapter 1. Verse 15, it says, Then the king of Egypt said to the Hebrew midwives, the two ladies that would deliver the babies of the Hebrew women, one of whom was named Shifra and the other Pua. He says, when you serve as a midwife to the Hebrew women and you see them on the birth stool, if it is a son, kill him. If it is a daughter, if it is a girl, then she shall live. <laughs> um, I'm just going to make the commentary here. I don't know how... You know, you know, we, we tend to think, we used to tend to think that in order to be a world leader, you had to be smart. I, I think we blew that away a long time ago. But Pharaoh here doesn't appear to be the, the, the sharpest tool in the drawer. Now, whether you pick this up or not, what has he not done? He, he doesn't bother to ask the Israelite leaders if they're going to be uh, loyal to him or not. He just decides, he, he, through his own decision, he makes an enemy out of somebody who didn't appear to be particularly hostile. Now 
he goes to Hebrew midwives and says, hey, hey, ladies, come here. I'm not going to talk to the men who are the leaders of Israel, but I'm going to talk to you ladies, you Hebrew midwives. So if you would, just go ahead and uh, kill all of your own male babies that are born. That'd be great. Do you think this is going to work? For, forget for a moment the whole concept of, of, of God and Yahweh and who's following you. On a human level, is this a smart thing? He says to the Hebrew midwives, kill the Hebrew babies. <laughs> it, it doesn't seem like a particularly genius strategy to me. Bible says that the midwives feared God and did not do as the king of Egypt commanded them, but let the male children live. So the king of Egypt called the midwives in and said to them, what have you done? Why have you done this? And let the male children live. And the, the, the midwives answer and they say, you know, here's the, here's the problem, Pharaoh. <laughs> you see, the, Egypt, the, the, the Hebrew women, they are... Uh, Mm, how do we say it? They are more vigorous than the, than the Egyptian women. And when they go to give birth, by the time we get there, it's already too late. They, they've already given birth. They're, they're just so quick. Uh, what did they do? What, what is that called, what they just did? We have, we have a, a three-letter word for it. It starts with an L. It's all a lie. Isn't that, isn't that one of the Ten Commandments, not to bear false witness? And then the Bible says this. So God dealt with the midwives, and the people multiplied and grew very strong, and because the midwives feared God, he gave them families what did he do? He blessed them. They lied. Didn't they? Yeah. Let's strip away the circumstances. They lied. And God blessed them. Hmm. You know, it's interesting. I remember when I was in college, we took a Christian ethics class. And the, the, the big question every year that, that the teacher would ask, is it okay to tell a lie to save a life? I was supposed to write a certain number of pages in response to this. And I said, it seems clear to me from the Bible, the answer is yes. Now I got to come up with like two more pages. Because the midwives lied, and yet they were blessed by God. By the way, Rahab lied and was blessed by God. See, sometimes we think we have life all figured out. For us, ethics is clear. The Bible is clear. Teachings of Scripture are clear. Thou shalt not bear false witness. They bore false witness. And they were blessed. Now, by the way, I am not saying that you should go out and lie. That is, that is not what we are to learn here today. Okay? Children, you are not to lie to your parents. Okay? Listen carefully to me on that. However, 
sometimes what is clear to man. We always, oh, we have the clear teaching of Scripture. Sometimes what is clear to human beings, well, may not be quite so clear. It all depends on perspective, I guess. And so I notice here that God blesses with no regard to what is clear to the eye of man. Now, this is a particular situation. Again, don't expand beyond this to say it's okay for me to lie whenever I want to. But I want you to notice that sometimes what is clear to man as right or wrong sometimes isn't quite so clear in the eyes of God. We think we have it all figured out. We think we know all the answers. We think we know exactly how people should behave in each and every situation. And yet we find that God sometimes blesses those that we may not think should be blessed. Now, in this situation, we might say, well, yeah, he should bless those Hebrew midwives because they were asked to do something that was contrary to the will of God. That is murder. But I just want you to think for a moment that when I think I have life figured out and when I think I know everything that's exactly the way it should be, sometimes God blesses when we think he should curse. And sometimes God curses when we think he should bless. Why? Because God's wrong. And this is, by the way, this is where we've gotten in the year 2022. We've, got, we've become so arrogant, we believe we know exactly when God should bless and when God should curse. That, folks, is a mistake. We believe, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I know God should bless this over here. And sometimes we'll, we'll see something, well, God is blessing us. Or we'll say, God can't bless us if we do this. And, and then we go ahead and do it, and it appears as though we get blessed. But God's not going to be, I don't know how many times in my ministry somebody said, God can't bless us if we do this. You see, because what's clear to us is not always clear to God. We sometimes believe we have it all figured out in life. Now, most of us wouldn't look at what these midwives did and say that what they did was wrong. But they did. They did lie to the king. They did lie to save a life. And God blessed them. And God gave them families. One other thing that I find really curious about this passage right here. Um... Who was Pharaoh at this time? No. No. Nobody want to? We have no earthly idea who Pharaoh was. None. We to this day don't know who the Pharaoh of the Exodus was. Some people take guesses, but we don't know. But you know what we do know? We know Shifra and Pua. We know the names of the two midwives. We don't know the name of Pharaoh. I find that really cute. <laughs> For all of history, we will know the names of those two midwives, but we will never know who Pharaoh was. 
Because despite how clear I think I see things, God sees true truth. God sees those who should be blessed. God sees those who should be cursed. God blesses with no regard to what is clear to the eye of man. Well, Pharaoh begins to realize that his plan of asking the Hebrews to kill the Hebrews isn't going to work. Wow, mind blown on that one. And so he goes to the rest of his people. And he says to the Egyptian people, Exodus chapter 1, verse 20. Then Pharaoh, uh, Pharaoh commanded all his people, every son that is born to the Hebrews, you shall cast into the Nile. But you shall let every daughter live. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the leader of a group of people asking his people to tattle on each other? Could you imagine such a thing? Uh, anybody ever call the number 808-723-3900? Anybody ever call that number? 808, you know what that means, right? We're the 808. 808-723-3900. Anybody know that number? That's the number you were supposed to call if somebody in your neighborhood was having an illegal gathering during COVID. Can you imagine? By the way, that, that number got a lot of business. And don't, don't think it's the last time it's going to happen either, because one day they're going to be looking for Christians. And they're going to have a hotline. If you don't think it can't happen, it already has. But you see, here's the thing. God saves despite the efforts of man. God saves despite the efforts of man. There have been those who have been trying to get rid of the Bible, trying to get rid of Christianity for 2,000 years. Guess what? We're still here. We still believe. We still have faith. We still have this hope that Jesus Christ is coming soon. Because God saves despite the efforts of man. Pharaoh tried everything he could to destroy the, the, uh, the Hebrew people. And he couldn't do it. So there was a man that, from the house of Levi that married a woman and they had a young boy. And it, it says this, it says, the woman conceived and bore a son. This is Exodus chapter 2, verse 2. And when she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him for three months. So question if he hadn't been a fine child, what would have happened? Um, there was a, a radio a radio commentator who who once uh, got a hold. There was there was a, a study that a group had done, and, and I, I, I love this. This this group had gone into grocery stores, and they had observed mothers of newborns or of, of you know very very young children. 
And he said, this study said that the people doing the study said that ugly children did not receive as much attention from their parents as good-looking children. To which the commentator said, now, who is to decide who is an ugly baby? How, how, parents, how many of you, oh, don't raise your hand. How many of you had ugly babies, parents? I'm going to guess that most of you thought your babies were beautiful. Maybe, maybe deep down in your heart, you looked at the kids and said, they'll grow into it. But I would venture to guess that every parent here saw their child as beautiful. So I find this curious when she saw he was a fine child. That maybe maybe that just meant everything was working. Okay. When she saw he was a fine child, she kept him for three months. When she uh, when she could no longer hide him, she took him. Okay, hold on. Let's think for us. Let's think to ourselves for a second. I just love this story. You see how much is in this. That, that, that just makes us sit down and say, I should really, when I read the Bible, I should really read it more closely. It says that when she could no longer hide him, now what, what, would, what would you do? I, I can't, I don't, I don't, by the way, I don't know what happens at three months. I, I was a dad, okay? I don't recall anything happening at three months that made me long, no longer able to, to I, I don't remember anything big changing at three months. But at three months, she decided, I can no longer hide this child. What can I do? What can I do? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make a basket. And I'm going to waterproof it. And I'm going to stick him in a river with crocodiles. That's what I'm going to do. She decides that she has to do something. So she makes this, this basket and she, she pitches it on the outside so that the water won't get in. And she puts the baby in the basket and she sends uh, his older sister down to watch the baby at the river to make sure that everything is okay. So one day as the sister is watching the little baby there in the basket in the river, along comes Pharaoh's daughter. And she sees this basket. Maybe she hears the baby she sends one of her maids over. She picks it up and hears this child. She knows that it's a Hebrew child. And she says, she, she, the, the, the young girl is right there. The sister of the little, of course, she doesn't know it's the sister of the baby. I, I, maybe, maybe she is. Maybe she's smarter than, maybe she's smarter than dad. <laughs> she says, you know, hmm, baby in the river that's Hebrew. It might be his sister standing there. Little sister says, I, I know, I know a, a lady. I, I, I can go get you somebody. And, and, and Pharaoh's daughter says, yes, go get me somebody from the Hebrew women who's, who's nursing. Hmm. And I will pay her to take care of the baby. We go from Moses' mother worried and concerned that he will be taken from her hands at any moment and killed to being suddenly the adopted son of the daughter 
of Pharaoh. Taken care of. And even paid wages to take care of her child. Why? Because God provides when we don't know how. You see, God provides whether we know how or not. But God provides ways when we don't have any idea what to do next. This, is a, this story of Moses' birth is rather amazing for me. God was raising up someone to deliver his people. They had only been in captivity a very short period. They probably may not even realized at this moment they were completely in captivity. And yet, God is already raising up someone to be the deliverer. God provides when we don't know how. God blesses with no regard to what is clear to the eye of man. And God saves despite all the efforts of man. Today, I want our perspective to turn to God. And I want us to focus on his ability to bless. I want us to focus on his ability to save. On his ability to provide. On his ability to sustain me. Because if we don't focus on God and his power and his ability and his might, then we will become discouraged. We will become beaten down. Life will become dreary. Life will be a drag. But if we understand that God is more powerful than any of the devices of man, that God is more powerful than my finite mind, that God is more powerful, than just the things that I can see, then I will understand. That whatever may happen in this life, height or depth or breadth, as we had in our scripture reading today, no matter what may come, God is more powerful. God is strong enough and he will raise up a way just as he did for the Israelites so many years ago. Let God be our focus. Let God be the one in whom we trust and draw our strength. Let's bow our heads. Our gracious Father in heaven, thank you for again for the beautiful Sabbath day today. Thank you for this reminder from the book of Exodus. That our perspective, our focus should be on God and his strength and his power and his ability to save and to provide and to deliver. Lord, we ask that as we go out from here after, our, after the, the communion is over, that you would bless us with that memory. And that assurance that God is strong enough than anything we will face. For we lift this up in Jesus' name. Amen. As we prepare for communion, I'm going to ask Rhea to come back up and uh, have one more special song for us. While she's doing that, if you do not have um, the uh, bread, your bread and juice, uh, please uh, raise your hand or, or let us know. Our deacons and deaconesses have the supplies there in the back. So if you still need, um, if you still need a piece of bread or a cup, uh, please let us know. Raise your hand or, or, uh, 
or some other way. Uh, I see over here, uh, there's a hand in the middle. Uh, just make sure that you do get one. There's some over here. There's some over here. So make sure you, you get that. They'll be, they'll be watching for you. Keep your hand up until they find you.
Looks like you have your biggest fan there. <laughs> and we want to have our celebration of communion, the Lord's Supper. And uh, once again, of course, we're not quite able to do the full services we would like. However, we are hoping to look uh, for ways to be able to have our foot washing service maybe outside in the spring. Um, so just continued prayers that our, that, uh, that uh, conditions would improve as far as uh, COVID-19 goes. Uh, but we are going to put those thoughts aside, and we are going to focus on Jesus Christ and the tremendous sacrifice that he gave, his body, uh, his blood, his life for us. And so uh, we want to uh, take you to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, where Paul says, for I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took bread and gave thanks. Now, this bread represents the body of Jesus Christ, the perfect life that he lived. We sometimes talk about Jesus' death, but he also lived a life of perfect submission and obedience to God. Uh, we, at different points in our life, have sinned, and so we need a savior. We need somebody to take our place. And so uh, that's what Jesus did when he lived that perfect life. He took our place and he lived the life we should have lived. One of our uh, new elders, we're so happy to have uh, Josh and Shireen Ellis. Josh was a pastor for 10 years uh, in the Texaco Conference. 
and uh, is from the great state of Texas. But we are glad that you are here to offer a prayer of thanksgiving and blessing over the bread, the body of Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Dear Jesus, Lord Jesus, we thank you for this life that you have given us, this life that you lived as an example to us, the life that covers our life that is imperfect with perfection. This bread that represents this life, we ask at this time that you would bless and consecrate this bread. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Paul says, once Jesus had given thanks, he took the loaf and he broke it and he gave it to his disciples and said, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Paul says that after supper, he took also the cup in the same manner. So he gave thanks. And so um, while Josh is one of our newest elders, Ron, you've been around a while. But we're going to ask one of our elders, Ron LaPola, if you would say a prayer of thanksgiving and blessing over the cup, which is the blood of Jesus. Amen. Jesus said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Paul concludes, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. And that is what we are looking forward to, the second coming of Jesus Christ, where we will be able to celebrate around that great supper table in heaven. Now for our benediction. It says, to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we can ask or imagine, According to the power at work within us, 
To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for stopping by the Chat Show Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the Honolulu SDA Church. You can Google our church and type in Honolulu SDA Church and find. We are on the most we are on most we are on most social media like YouTube as Honolulu SDA. Facebook, you can type in Honolulu SDA Church. And the podcast here on Chad Show Podcast. We'd like to thank you again for stopping by and listening to the podcast today. And hope you have a happy Sabbath day. Thanks again for stopping by the Chad Show Podcast. Thank you for stopping by the Chat Show Podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's program. Please remember to come back for more interviews, programs, music, and others that you might enjoy. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast or YouTube channel of Chad Show. And I hope you have a great day in the Lord. Aloha.